Hey girl, if you have a messy bun, leggings on, and you've reheated your coffee three times today, and your to-do list is longer than you can even imagine, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Stacey Crown. I'm a mom of three, a passionate faith-based life and business coach, running after toddlers, picking and dropping kids off at school and practice, and I've probably forgot to switch the laundry again. Needless to say, I am in the thick of it with you, sister. Some episodes will be all about mom life and some are going to be about digging deeper in your faith. Some are going to be business related, but all episodes will make you feel a little more normal and a lot less alone in this juggle that we call life. I want to remind you that you're so loved, you are so worthy, and that you're more than enough. Let's jump in. Hey, welcome back to the She Is Called podcast. I'm so excited because tonight I'm sitting here. I'm going to set the scene for you like I usually do. But tonight I actually am not at hockey practice or sitting in my cold garage. I am in the car. I got the heat seater going, the heated steering wheel. And I drove up to a local park that's only like, I don't know, like a mile away from our house. Because I really just wanted to watch the sunset by the lake. And we live right off of Lake St. Clair. And I absolutely love water. It somehow just kind of calms me. Just seeing like the ripples and the noises. And I don't know. It just... Water has always calmed me in that way. And if I can't make it to the beach, then I'm going to go drive a mile away from my house and just feel that calmness. And so it's about, I don't know, what time is it? Let's see. It's like 6.46, so it's almost 7. The Michigan game is on tonight, so I do need to get home. That's going to be a quick one. But I'm on my way home from grabbing an errand, Target pickup, mom hack. Just put what you need in your cart and Target pickup in the app and pick it up because you'll spend way less. I mean... That's the biggest mom hack. Or I went in yesterday, and a lot of people laughed at this on my stories on Instagram. I just picked up what I could. <laughs> I didn't grab a cart because I knew it was going to be all over then. And so I just grabbed what I could, and then it was like six things. I think I came for three things, but I'm proud of myself. So in case you have trouble with Target or Costco or whatever it might be, that's my mom hack for you. Now, today's episode is actually going to be on a topic that a few people had put um, on my stories. I occasionally will ask for topics or questions or Q&A or whatever it is. And if you're on this journey with me trying to get to 50 episodes by the end of the year, you'll notice that I've been putting them out more frequently. Um, I have one that went out on Wednesday and I'm probably going to start doing them on Fridays as well. So we're going to double up. We're going to get to 50 and that just seems like a lot of work, but I'm so excited to bring more free content to your ears, to your AirPods, to the bathroom that you're cleaning or the pickup line that you're waiting for your kids, wherever you are, whatever this finds you doing, I just want you to know that you're hearing this on purpose. If you are someone who suffers with anxiety or worries, depression, if you know of someone, whether it's a woman or a man, like send them this. It's going to be filled with a few tangible tips and things that I personally do and 
that chat GPT helped me out with as well. If you know the world of AI, it was really nice just to be like, how can you calm your anxiety? And then have 10 tips pop up. And whether or not I use those tips, I'm going to share some. Now, I do want to preface this. I didn't really know what anxiety was until I was 21. And it's not because I suffered from it. It's because I literally was at a conference for my sorority in Traverse City with a few of my girlfriends, one being my girlfriend, Laura Delude. So Laura, if you're listening to this, hey girl, hey. And I remember I asked her, I was like, why are they talking about this word anxiety? Like, why don't I know what this is? And I don't want to say like, I lived a life of sunshine and roses up until this point, but like, I really did have a great upbringing and childhood and I don't take that lightly because I know that that's not a lot of women's stories or people's stories or kids' stories. There's more kids have been through a lot more things than I did at the age of 21. And I learned that teaching when I was sitting in a grade of, you know, third, fourth grade room of kids who grew up in Detroit. And here I am like, their 25 year old teacher going to teach them. And it was like, I couldn't relate really because they had just been through so much and they had so many more things on their plate than I ever had. And so for whatever reason, I grew up, I had a great life growing up. And so I didn't really suffer from anxiety. I didn't worry. And maybe that's just the protection of God on me, or maybe that was my faith growing up or whatever it was, but I didn't know the word anxiety. I was like, what is this word they keep saying? It was like, we're in one of those conferences where it's like you pick the workshop that it was probably like anxiety one-on-one. And I was like, okay, let's go. And she, I just remember she, I was like, why, why do they keep saying this word anxiety? And she had to show me. And she, she like, she did this thing where like she shook her whole body, like not really her whole body, but like, she's like this, it's when your body feels like this. And then she shook, she put her hands out. Imagine that like you're holding I don't know, holding something in your hands, like a box in your hands, and then you just like shake it. She's like, it's when your body does this. You can kind of hear it in my voice, but she was like, like it, it's when your body feels like that, like tense. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've never felt that. And so I'm not going to say that I don't suffer from that now because I think becoming a mother, becoming, it's just the world in 2023, living through a pandemic, like all of those things. If you are my generation, they've, I literally was reading something the other day. It was like, you've lived through 9-11, you've lived through Y2K, you've lived through a pandemic, you've lived through almost World War III now with everything going on across the seas. And so how do you not have anxiety, right? And so here's the thing. If you suffer from anxiety, if you've always suffered from anxiety, you probably know some really great tips. I want to bring you my advice that helps me in the journey that I'm in and what I personally do. And I want you to know too, that like, I haven't always suffered from anxiety. So if you're listening to this and you've always suffered from it, or you have to be, you know, you have to like medicate or whatever it is, like you do what you need to do to keep your anxiety at bay. If you already have tangible tips and tools, oh, amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that you've learned those. But for anyone who is open to learning a few more, I want to give you mine. So as I was thinking about today, Sometimes weekends are really hard for me. It's Saturday today. It's just because the kids are home. The house doesn't stay as clean and maintained as I like it. And I always have this looming thing where I'm like, okay, 
There's going to be 10 women over, more than that, with their kids on Monday morning like the house has to stay clean on the weekends. While I'm speaking at an event tomorrow, so honored and blessed, empowered moms, look up my friend Dr. Emily Jacobs. We did an uh, episode a few weeks ago. And I'm going to be gone from my house all day tomorrow. And so a little bit in my head, I'm like, okay, the house is probably going to be a mess. So one thing I do with anxiety and a lot of anxiety, you guys, isn't in the right this second. A lot of like, panic attacks are right this second. I have had panic attacks. I didn't know what that was until after I had my third. I really suffered from some postpartum anxiety because the world was different. But a lot, and I'll go into that in a little bit, but the, the thing about anxiety and the thing about worrying is that we usually aren't worried about the things of today. We're usually worried about the unknown of the future, the uncertainties, the different things that happen in life that we can't control, things that are out of our control, that are potentially in the future, right? And one thing scripture tells us is let tomorrow's worries be tomorrow's worries and only worry about the things that can happen today. We don't even know if we're promised tomorrow. So stop wasting time. Another thing that I've read too is like worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it's not going to get you anywhere. And like, how true is that? You just rock, 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 rock. You're not going anywhere, but you just gives you something to do. And so all of us are walking around, right? And these adult bodies trying to regulate ourselves while regulating our kids and our husbands or our spouses. And it's like, sometimes it just feels all too much. And as a woman now who's raising three children, keeping my marriage alive, which I love my husband so much, but the mental load of a man and woman is just completely different. I talk about that on my past episodes as well. So dive through the archives of the 31 episodes. If you're new here, you'll know that I often, I often will reflect back on the podcast episodes because I've recorded quite a few different topics. And so the thing is, my, my husband will talk about, or he'll tell me like, Hey, I have anxiety too. I remember one time I felt so alone in my anxiety and I was just like, why aren't you like helping me cope through this? This is when we were in a, like a rough patch like a few years ago. And he was like, well, I have anxiety too. And I'm like, well, you walk around like you're just superhuman and you don't feel anything. And I'm like, I need you to tell me when you're feeling these things. So I feel a little more normal. And some of us are walking around and we're with husbands that, are conditioned, you know, men are conditioned to not feel. And I know some women who've been conditioned to not feel either. And what I want to tell you is like, it is okay. It is okay. That's a general, a generational curse that I'm trying to break in my own family and not necessarily from put on by family members, but just society of men being these strong, tough guys. Like, no, I want my baby boys to like, no, like it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. Those are feelings and it's okay. This is how you dig yourself through it. So, okay, let's go back to anxiety. I didn't have it my whole childhood. And then I had it really bad after Colton. It was 2020 when I gave birth to him. It was in May and I had not seen my parents. I had not had my Betty, like my belly pet by my mom or like she used to just like snuggle my belly with the first two. And it was just really difficult. We're talking to my parents through like a wall. It was just so crazy. They couldn't come to the hospital. We waited a week and I was like, I'm screw this stuff. Like COVID can hit the hay. Like I don't really care at this point. I missed my family and I missed my friends and I missed going out in public, but I had this severe anxiety 
of going out in public. And I just remember my mom saying, hey, you need to get out. Like, go to Costco. And I was like, I can't go to Costco. Costco has, like, plastic things everywhere. And everything says, like, six feet apart. Like, it gave me such anxiety to go out in public after I had Colton. And I think I was just afraid of the unknown because I hadn't been anywhere in a long time. I literally spent, like, the last three months, like, from the shutdown, which was, like, mid-March to end of May, going into June. I spent it in my house, the four walls with my two kids and my husband who had like three weeks off and we had the baby and like a month off during the shutdown. And so it was just like, I'm in full panic attack. I remember I used to like, and then add another kid into that. Like it was just a lot. And, and the hormones, like all of the things our bodies go through so much ladies, like for real. But here's what I will tell you is I remember at one of my, oh, I just loved her, but I remember at one of Colton's appointments, it was like his six week or four week appointment. I just looked at his doctor and I mean, she had been our family doctor, like the kids, my doctor, all the things. And she was like, are you okay? And she's like, it's okay to not be okay. Like you need to tell me if you're not okay. Because that's the other thing is like at your six week appointment, like they have you check boxes. And that's one thing that like the medical system is not good at is helping moms figure out how to mom, figure out how to add another baby, figure out how to ask if our mental health is okay. And then that's not even like, that's like afterwards. That's not toddler years or whatever. That's why I'm such an advocate for like hiring a coach or hiring a therapist that can help you get to where you want to be or help you process all of those things. Because sometimes you just can't do it on your own. And if you're in this space, I want you to listen to the few things that I do on the daily. I did some things today that I was like, okay, this is because I want to prevent my anxiety from flaring up. I look at it like a chronic illness because literally it's like a flare up. Like my anxiety, I know when it's coming, I know how to cope with it. I know now how to, um, talk it down per se. So it doesn't go into a panic attack. But these are the things that I did today, knowing that I'm going to be gone all day tomorrow. My house is probably going to be a mess. I'm probably gonna have to pick it up. Not that like my husband can't do it. He just, he just doesn't clean like I do. My husband's like a deep cleaner. He's like, I organized all the cupboards and drawers. And I'm like, dude, there's crumbs on the countertop. Like, I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I love him so much. I love my husband so much. He tries so hard and like, he's just, he's just great. And he's just not me. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to cleaning, but I will say he's an amazing deep cleaner organizer all day long. But I'm like a surface cleaner and I'm like, if everything's put away and everything's vacuumed and if all the toys are put away, like we're good to go. We're good to go. So this is just the things that I did today. And I recognized that I needed to control my anxiety. I can even feel my shoulders like starting to like pull up. They get really tense. I get really like in my, in my invisible traps. That's what I call them that muscle, that's where I store all of my, um, stress and my anxiety. And so sometimes I'll take like the Traeger gun when I like the, or not, what is it? Not Traeger gun. I don't know. The little, like the, brrr, the, the, the muscle relaxer gun. And I'll, um, I'll like get my shoulders because that's where I hold my anxiety. So one is knowing where you hold your stress. Two is to figure out what your triggers are. A trigger for me that's really bad is the clutter in my house. 
is the stuff is the toys is you know it makes me happy to put on like my shark robot every night so i can wake up to vacuum lines like i don't know if that's crazy or if that's weird i like to see a clean sink i like my dishes going in the dishwasher at night like that just makes my heart happy i love to wake up and have everything be in its place because i already can feel the day going to be good now that doesn't mean that means every night i have to pick it up but that's okay because if I don't do that, I know that the maintenance is, it gets hard to maintain. So know what your triggers are. I know one of my triggers for my anxiety where everything feels like it's falling apart or where I can't work in a, in a, in a environment that's just like messy everywhere. I know this about myself. So I have to spend an hour picking up and then I can be super productive and work for the day. But if I don't, I'm, I never get my work done and then my house is still a mess. Or I try to sit down at my desk. That's another problem that like my husband does not have is like sitting in the mess and relaxing. Like I, how do they do that? I don't know how they do that. I cannot do that by any means. It does not work for me. So I have to pick up. Okay. And I have to make sure everything is good. Another thing that I do daily if you follow me on Instagram at the Stacy crown, you know that I do this daily and it makes my heart so, so happy to do this, but I'm in scripture and I'm in the Bible every single day. I read my daily devotion. I put my armor on every single day because I fully know that I'm just not going to be able to do it on my own. That I need God to lead me through my day. That there's going to be things that I can't do that he can. That are out of my control. That are just too much for me. Things that like I struggle with. And I need to know that like I'm ready to prepare myself to go to God when that happens. To whisper his name. Because I know he's always an ear, an ear away. He's always within distance of me. And that's just something that I've had to teach myself. And it's something that I've had to get really good at is growing my relationship with him. Another podcast I want to come out with, and I'm probably going to bring in like a guest speaker for one, but it's going to be like religion versus religion, like relationship. I've met a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't have a religion. And I'm like, me neither, but I do have a relationship. And that's what's going to get me to heaven is my belief and my safety net of God. And I will tell you what, maybe that's the reason why I didn't have a lot of anxiety growing up was because my faith was so big. That might be the sole reason. Because like little Stacy, little like 16 year old Stacy, she was a holy roller and she was a Bible thumper. She wasn't as loud about it because it wasn't like cool. But that... 15-year-old Stacy is so smiling at who I've become and what I do, especially for what I do for a living, because I get to work with women and mothers all alike, whether it's on the podcast and you're listening and it's completely free or whether you actually invest in yourself and you put yourself first and you join a retreat or you get in a person, like an in-person event, or you come to a conference that I get asked to speak at, or you step into one-on-one -on -one coaching. I not only get to change the women that I work with, but I get to lead their whole families to Christ. I get to be that gateway for them, I get to be the vessel and God gets to use me. 
And God gets to use you however, however or whatever you do for a living. He can use you wherever you're at. That was a tangent, but let's go back to anxiety. Sorry about that. Bear with me here. I'm watching these people try to like get their boat onto their truck because I'm at the lake still and they're having a really hard time. I just have to tell you this. So anxiety. I make sure that I know my triggers. I know the stressors and I try to prevent those from triggering my anxiety from coming. And then I also am in scripture and I'm in my faith every single day. I put my armor on every single day because I need God to be ahead of it. Another thing I do is when I feel it creeping up, I have to kind of work backwards and I have to like peel back the onion and ask myself, okay, what was the trigger here? How can I process this? Let's peel it back and let's do some deep breathing. I often talk about like, I forget what it's called. I do four for four breathing, um, where it's like inhale for four, hold for four or box breathing, inhale for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four and then hold it. And then you do that a few times and it totally completely resets your system. I do this at red lights. I do this, um, in the pantry when I'm hiding from my kids. I do this in my garage, like wherever I am, I have to do this because it helps me. So I'll give you an example. So let's go just hold, breathe in. If you do that like six to 10 times, swear to you, it'll totally re-regulate re your system. It'll feel so good because you need to move the energy. You need to move that negative, that whatever you're holding on to. Another one is just like shaking your body. Put on your favorite dance song. Mine is Whitney Houston Dance for Somebody and you dance it out. Another one is moving your body, getting enough rest, drinking enough water, doing those things that we know we need to be doing. But like oftentimes you're a mom, you're in the infant stage, like you come last. And the last thing you guys that I do is I just get out of my house. Sometimes I just have to get out alone, listen to my music drive with the windows down, do my target pickup, get my Panera mac and cheese because it felt cozy and I'm wearing a big shirt, some leggings, got my flip flops on. It's 50 degrees in October, so it's feeling crispy. I got no makeup on because it's Saturday, no makeup day. And I feel like me again. And that's like the biggest takeaway I can tell you is you have to find a way to find yourself again. If you're feeling lost in your identity or who you are and anxiety is creeping in more than your joy is, then you really have to ask yourself, how can I fit myself into every day? And I'm not talking about going grocery shopping alone because that's a chore. And I'm not talking about taking a shower every day because that's freaking maintenance. Never in your life is your husband going to write, take a shower down on his to-do list. On my to-do list, some days it's there because I can smell myself. And I know that you're sitting there thinking the same darn thing. But like I said, men and women are different. We work differently. So you really have to look at how you are wired, what makes your heart happy, get into the word, get into the Bible. I'm going to link my favorite daily devotional in the show notes. It's Sarah Young, Jesus Listens by Sarah Young. You can get it on Amazon. It's 12 bucks. I swear to you, it's going to be the best 12 bucks you ever spent. 
If you don't listen to worship music yet, I want you to go download on Apple Music Brandon Lake, Coat of Many Colors, his new album. Seriously, I have shed more tears listening to that because the lyrics are just so gorgeous and so good and his voice is so good. You need to look at how you're wired and you need to serve yourself it's a girl's night or going to the movies alone or maybe it's sitting in your car on the lake watching the sunset go down like I am right now but I'm telling you sister as soon as you put God first and then you put yourself next and you kind of reorder your priorities right now even if it's not an everyday thing you ease into it every few days you pour into yourself or you remember to get into the word it's okay one step at a time. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. If you're struggling with anxiety, if you're needing help in this season, I strongly encourage you to get into my inbox. You don't have to suffer alone. And sometimes just having a friend there who you feel safe enough to pour out to is enough for you to feel better. And that's my goal here. My goal here is to help women feel a little more normal and a lot less alone. So I encourage you, send this to somebody who needs it. Send this to a mom, mom friend, or your mom, or your sister, or the PTA president. I don't even care who it is. But I encourage you, send it off to one person who you know is struggling. And maybe that one person is you and you're so thankful that you listened to this. Share it in your stories because somebody else might need it too. I love you guys. I'm here for you. You are worthy. You are enough. And God doesn't want you to fall into the grips of the enemy's anxiety and his worries. He designed you to live a life of joy. A life where you don't fear the future. And that you can find hope in him. And you can place your trust in him knowing that he's got you. He's ahead of you. He's behind you. He's in front of whatever storm that you're facing. Wherever your anxieties stem from, stem from, he already has a grip on that. And he's already figured it out. Whisper his name, friend. Until next time. Hey, wow, what a good episode. I would absolutely love if you shared with a friend or maybe even just tag me on Instagram at the Stacy Crown in your story so I can hear any of your aha moments or takeaways from this episode. If you're feeling called, I would absolutely love if you left me a review right here on Apple or Spotify, whichever one you're listening on. And lastly, would love to invite you into the space that I have made for women who want more and who just are called for more in life right on Facebook. It's called the She Is Called Community. You can find it right in the show notes. Thanks again so much for being a part of the She Is Called podcast. This all started as a little dream and now we're here. Talk soon.